Ahoy there, matey. Welcome aboard the world of boating. Please stand clear of the doors. Por favor, manténganse alejado de las puertas. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. You're going to need a bigger boat. Brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. I was just looking in to buy a boat of my own. Call World of Boating toll-free now at 1-888-28-BOAT. That's 1-888-828-BOAT. And welcome, this is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry, the boater, Mike the Mariner, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. And uh, boy, I'm, I'm pretty excited because the grocery store here locally in our neck of the woods uh, just got their first delivery of pumpkin beer. Yes, awesome. pumpkin beer. And uh, it's it- August, right? And it's still hotter than hell. Uh, and, and does it taste- come in a pumpkin? Uh, no, no, but... Uh, no? But, you know, it makes me feel like things are about to cool down, uh, even though they're not really uh, doing that at the moment. So it really does taste like pumpkin. Yeah. Yeah. It's like drinking a a slice of pumpkin pie. Uh, Again, a couple of weeks ago, you let me try your monkey beer, and and that was terrible. So I'm hoping this is better. Okay. Wow. Beer that tastes like monkeys? Yeah. Well, it's it's a particular piece of anatomy of a monkey. So (laughs) I'll leave it at that. Uh, However... Uh, you know, you know, we got a storm on the horizon. Uh, we're about to get drenched. Another one. Well, it looks like this first one just going to be what uh, a big, big downpour. You think, Patrick? But then after no. that, you know, they don't I know. Came, I came this, storm chasing for this thing and came out over the west coast of Florida. And yeah, it's not here. It's no, not here it's, yet. It's, right. it's going to be. It's going to be so far out in the Gulf. You're you're going to get a, a lot breeze. of rain. That's yeah. about it. No, if you can see my screen on uh, Facebook, but uh, or YouTube, but yeah, that's what the tropical storm looks like right well, now. Well, at the moment, yeah, it's not here yet. <laughs> Mike the Mariner's that, out there on the west coast of Florida, Clearwater, right? And, and you're at yeah. your new residence. It looks like. Yeah, <laughs> I wish that is it. <laughs> what yeah, is Mike's that? Is, at, Mike's at his retirement home. <laughs> yeah, you can see this on YouTube, <laughs> Facebook, Twitch. You know that whole thing. What is that? Where are you exactly, Mike? I'm at the Bellevue Inn. The Bellevue and, uh, Inn. And, okay. and Bel Air, Florida. It used to be called the Bellevue Biltmore Hotel. It's an old historic hotel that was on the Flagler Rail Line. Um, so the, the question really is why? Why are you there? Uh, we came over. Uh, so uh, my, my girlfriend, Colleen, my beautiful girlfriend, Colleen, her, yes. she grew up here. Oh. And uh, right here in this area. So we came over to see her brother and, and some friends that she grew up with. So we're just hanging out for the Okay, so you're, you're just uh, chilling. This place is a, mm-hmm. like a hotel now, I guess, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's a All hotel. Right. Yeah. It, it's I, not I where she grew up. She didn't grow up in the uh, in not the Bellevue. In the hotel. Or, <laughs> She's about a mile away. Yeah, I was going to say, man, <laughs> you're you're definitely trying to marry up or uh, date up or something there. That's sweet. But I guess you know, a nice romantic weekend. I'm out of my league. Okay, I'm way out of my. Well, league. Well, that's okay. That's so, Mike, impressive. did you did you get there in true boater style? Did you go and undertake a trip around down the east coast of Florida through the Keys and up the west coast to get to your current des- destination, or did you pull a rusty gardener and drive your car? Hmm. I drove my car because. Ah. Uh, First of all, that would have taken me about a week and a half. Right, that and makes it, would it have a cost good about trip. And, yeah. and about and about four thousand dollars in fuel. 
Mm-hmm. It's all part of getting there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, well, uh, are you going to go out on a boat maybe while you're there on the West Coast and see what the no, waterways no. look like? No, you're just going to no, look well, at the I know water. The water's over here. I've, I lived over here for a long time, and yeah. it's, it's some of the best boating in Florida, the West okay. Coast of Florida. He literally yeah. is in a rocking chair on the front of this hmm. uh, massive resort. Uh, looking out rocking, at the water. It, that's that's a, a rocking Adirondack chair. He, exactly. Yes, it is. He's, he's got yeah. quite the view. He looks quite chilled. I think he has a beer in his hand. Is that a pumpkin beer or no? It is not. Nope. We just lost him. That's oh, it. He just froze. It's the beer that did it. Right. But um, The hotel doesn't want to let put the word out that they got pumpkin beer. They'll be overrun. Right. So I thought the Bellevue was a psychiatric a, it, hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Mike, go ahead. We hear you now. It's a beer from Holland. I think I froze there for a couple minutes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, he's got yeah. he's got a beer. That's about, and he's kicking back in a rocking chair. Uh, has the has the view better than the rest of us here on the World of Boating crew, and uh, ready to find out what's going on in the world of boating. So, Patrick, what do we got? Yes. Barry, what do we got? <laughs> well, <laughs> I wanted to talk about the love letter that I received from Noah, and um, you'll Excuse get one me? of these. I get one every two years. Yeah. I'm going to show it up here so no one can see it on the radio. Right. But it's a letter you get from Noah. When you purchase or you buy a personal locator beacon or regular EPIRB, yeah. you're supposed to register that with Noah. Mm-hmm. And, and basically what you're doing down is putting what you're doing is putting contact information in their forms. So if you do set this thing off, they have someone they can notify and say, hey, <laughs> like- this thing went off. Does it belong to your husband, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever? Right. And are they really out on a boat? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Much preferable to have something like that than rely on your smart home to try to make contact with your family by blasting some odd music at top volume. Yeah, we did that last week. That yeah. you're, you're yeah. in danger. Yeah. I do, I do have a, fu- a, a quick, funny little story. Yeah. Uh, and I'm it better be. My, I'm calling out my dad. My dad has, you know, a couple of different EPIRBs on the boat. One of them is exactly like the one you just showed uh, on the on, on Facebook and and uh, and YouTube. But uh, about a week and a half ago, my dad was down in in Fort Pierce, and he he was just moving things around. He found it, he looked at it, turned it on, checked it, turned it back off, put it back in the in his uh, boat bag, and he was. Uh, about to walk up the dock and his phone rings and it was the coast guard right. he accidentally set off the e-perb. yep well oh. that can happen <laughs> coast guard sector coast guard sector miami called his cell phone there's five thousand dollar fine <laughs> no, no 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 but that that's no the no reason. they were fine they just said yeah. hey did you set your e-perb off he said yes i did accidentally just now and uh mm-hmm. and they said okay well we're just checking in on you that's good <laughs> Yeah, they were checking they out. Yeah, they, that's they, what they, they do. And, and actually, if yours gets set off, Barry, now Noah knows uh, what EPIRB belongs to you, and they will notify your wife, and she'll uh, get the call when your your ship goes down and you've been lost at sea, and she'll go, yes! That's right. The insurance <laughs> is the paid off. Goes, yes! Goes to the insurance company, then the second call uh, goes to the lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> but no, um, you will get a letter like this every two years from them. You know, they'll they'll send you an email saying it's time for you to renew this. You just review the information. If it's all the same, mm-hmm. uh, you click it's all the same. And then they will send you a letter with a little sticker that you put on the back of the EPIRB. It's a little sticker up there. Says uh, it's updated. 
says it's updated and good for another two years. Well, there and you go. And it's just basic information. Where, uh, what's the name of your vessel? If you have a name, where it's located, mm-hmm. uh, what areas to usually boat in, and you know, contact information. Yeah, is it costing you anything to do that? No. Well, that's no, good. doesn't cost anything. But right. the time it takes, Barry, that's too much time. I'm, I got this letter from Noah. I'm just going to toss mm. it over here with the stack of the other ones, and I'll get around to it sometime. But, man, you know, pen and paper and want me to fill out this information. Then I got to put it in, what? what is that other thing called, an envelope? No. Uh, I, I, you do it all online. Yeah. If you went to the trouble to uh, go on online, now I'm going down some rabbit holes where I'm trading that. Next thing you know, I'm looking at cat videos on YouTube. That's right. Uh, You know what? Really, uh, honestly, they should just have an app where you can just you scan the back of your EPIRB. It it, all the information is there. You just correct information. Correct. Yes. Boom. Done. Okay. Probably they, do. Yeah, still, I believe some of the brands a, do. Yeah, but you still need contact information, and that changes. So that's why they ask. Well, that's well, that's well, that's why. No, they would send it to you. You'd get the alert every couple years, and then mm-hmm. it would ask you to review the information, make any changes if everything's correct. Yes, if not, you'd have the opportunity to go in and edit, and then submit, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. That's what I did. Well, okay. They, they, did you do that I, through the manufacturer's website of your EPIRB, or did you do it no, through you NOAA? Don't, you don't. No, you do it through NOAA. There's uh, actually I did it originally through I think it was Boats US. Yeah. Well, that, no, that's my MMSI number. No. Oh, don't even don't oh, even get boy. us talking about MMSIs <laughs> and, uh, and trying to update your AI, your your AIS. AI. No, that you could do that through uh, Boat US. Okay. Well, you can do all this stuff. If you're going to the trouble to buy an EPIRB, I mean, that costs a couple hundred bucks at least, right? Yeah. yeah. And, and, so and you're going to take the... Useless. Yeah. If you don't bother to register, what's the point, really? You know, so... Well, I mean, they'll find you. They just won't know where to mail the body when they're done. Oh, okay. Well, there's that. Yeah. When we are talking about MMSI and, and the AIS, you know, for boats that are out there that, you know, as expected, maybe in the next uh, now eight to... 18 months going to have some nice pre-owned boats coming on the market (laughs) where if the original owners have entered in that information if that if the ais is active um it's going to be to the vessel name um if you're looking at changing the number or the vessel name that's a little more involved where you're you're looking you're actually looking at sending the unit back to the manufacturer Okay. Well, that'd just be the part of boat ownership, that's, wouldn't that's, it? That's that's yeah. That's through the VHF. A lot of people probably won't even bother with that. But oh yes, uh, they will if they're going to buy a new boat. I have faith. Follow the uh, guidance of Noah and God knows who else, and uh, do the right thing. Be a good boater. That's what it's all about, right? More coming up. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK 
resin to their exclusive Power Claw latches. Nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear. Plus, Nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market. The company has been around for over 15 years, but it's new to the U.S., so we've made a small number of Nanook cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Go there now and check out Nanook, the evolution of protection. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. Even Keatley wasn't ready for me or anything that followed. Chased by a police department led by his ex-girlfriend and hunted by brain-fork-wielding Fijian assassins, it's everything he can do to keep from getting locked up, killed, or worse. Kava Screw is available as an ebook for $2.99 at Amazon.com. Kava Screw. Put a brain fork in him. He's done. successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast i'm really excited to uh, check out these beautiful waters with you in a really cool way all right see that boat over there yeah I think we're going to sail on it today. Oh, my God. Yes. This is the world of boating. Gregor, first mate, Captain Patrick, Barry the Boater, Mike the Mariner, The Bachelorette, wrapped up uh, filming this week at the big finale. I know our crew all was on uh, the edge of their seat watching uh, who uh, she was going to end up with. And uh, Barry, uh, you'll be glad to know that it wasn't the one you had hoped for. It was the other guy. Yeah, I do have a life. Yeah, so uh, so don't be too sad about it. Thank you know you. the the bummer about the Bachelorette—they didn't really have a lot of boating things. You know, like uh, fantasy dates and things like that on boats this year. Uh, I guess it was because of the COVID thing. They were kind of locked down in New Mexico and not really uh, near bodies of water where they they usually do this. Well, that's romantic, New Mexico. Well, okay, New if you Mexico. Say so. Yeah, it's like it's, a rotisserie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's a new mexico <laughs> so uh anyway uh you know maybe Did next you year new mexico or nude mexico uh, a little bit of both Which maybe could have been both could have been both at the same place i don't know i don't know oh, okay. i mean barry's okay. watching it i'm just reading his notes uh for okay. the bachelorette anyway <laughs> no, uh moving on to the latest yes. boating news and information other than keeping your uh you know eperb info up to date what else we got patrick well what well-known water craft, water sports manufacturer has come out with a pontoon boat line. Anyone? Watercraft, water sports. Yeah, Sea-Doo is the only one I can think of of watercraft. 
That would be correct. Yeah, you're welcome. Greg Greg for the win. Mm -hmm. Wow. So they got a pontoon boat now. See who does. No, they've got three. Hmm. Uh, Bombardier Recreational Products, uh, uh, affectionately known as BRP, introduced the Sea-Doo Switch, a new model line that combines a pontoon platform with a personal watercraft. Switch models are jet-driven and owner-configurable. The deck consists of Link or Link L I N capital L lowercase I lowercase N capital Q Link mm-hmm. quick attach tiles that allow owners to add or remove seats, tables, and more. The handlebar handlebar style helm is stationary. It is a dynamic pontoon with the heart of a Sea-Doo, and its quick-change deck design can completely reconfigure to fit a solo fishing trip in the morning, a family picnic at noon, and a wakeboard session in the evening, says, of course, the global marketing director for BRB. Uh Uh, The boats are available in three models, the Switch, the Switch Sport, and the Switch Cruise, and range from... 13 to 21 feet, powered by the Rotax Jet Drive. Uh, horsepower availability is 100 to 230 horsepower. All Sea-Doo's intelligent brake and reverse uh, mm. uh, for close quarter maneuvering. Um, it doesn't come man. apart. It's not modular, though. I mean, yeah, it, it is. Oh, so so and, you can actually separate the the sea do the wave runner away no, from no, the no, deck. No, no, not that. Okay. no, not not that. It Just doesn't the, deck, the, 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 the deck sea, components, right? Yeah, yeah, which. Nah, you know, there's there's been other recreational boat manufacturers that have attempted this uh, in the past right. with certain models. I can speak from experience uh, on my end, and customers really they it's it's cumbersome. Where do you put these components if you're removing them? You got to mm-hmm. be able to put them somewhere, right? Um, if your boat is in a marina, that becomes an issue. If it's if it's at your house, you're cramming that stuff into your garage. Um, and with a with a lineup with that are you know you've already got some really well established pontoon boat lines out there that I, I don't. I'm not quite sure how this is going to go. Now, have over. you seen? Have you seen? Uh, have you seen pictures of the boat? Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm now, is it, it. A, is it is it is it a true pontoon it boat? Tr- it is a yeah. true pontoon boat. It's yeah. Not like a like a, like no, a hurricane deck. Uh, no, it's a it's a it's a true pontoon. Okay. The one that I'm looking at uh, actually looks like a tritune. Um, I don't have enough on the construction whether that's using the same like kind of rotocast that the mm-hmm. the Sea-Doo's are made out of or if it's true aluminum. Mm-hmm. Um but it it there's some issues with, you know, jet drives are great um for PWCs. Um they have their place with um certain large craft certainly. Um mm-hmm. with a pontoon boat I'm not real sure. You're, you're not going to have any trim characteristics, um, number one, with a jet drive. Um, two, it, jets usually know um, two positions, neutral and fast. Yeah. And, no, and this, that's, this that's one, one has one the one ability. What does it but have, this, Barry? This one has, it looks like it has the ability to go in reverse by having that uh yeah, I don't know what you call the, that the reverse bucket. Thing, the, bucket. the bucket to drop down. Yeah. Right. What's strange is is that 
it doesn't use a steering wheel. It uses handlebars like you're on a uh, jet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but they're saying the maneuverability, they're showing an overhead video of it, and uh, the thing does spin around pretty good. But it'd be a good yeah, James Bond. Well, the th- here, here's the thing, though. I, I'm spinning around, which if if you've spent any time on a PWC or a jet boat, um, yeah, it's fun the first couple times, you know, if if you're into that kind of thing, especially if you're in a jet boat and spin mm-hmm. the boat around and maybe, you know, tell everybody to hold on and then you, you whack it into reverse because, again, all it's doing is moving that clamshell at the back of the nozzle and mm-hmm. redirecting the water flow and you drop the bow under the water and whoever's sitting up in the bow gets a, you know, gets a tidal wave over the top of them. Um, you know, after you do that a couple times, Okay, the novelty is worn off. Now, yeah. now, what do we do with it? And with a with a with a pontoon boat, I don't want it spinning on a dime. No, you you won't be doing that with a pontoon boat. Well, no, if you're going to use it I mean, to uh, go uh, water scan, that was one of the uh, versions of it, right? You'd give the, yeah, give but, you that extra deck space to throw but, the stuff around and ropes. Well, you've and, got extra deck space, but again, the maneuverability—I don't need it spinning in a one. I don't need it turning yeah. in a one eighty at such a speed that yeah, people that your, your center of gravity is a lot higher, and you don't have a lot in the way of gunnel um, as far as keeping people inside the boat. Um, yeah. So I don't want to do that, and I'm sure I, there's a market for it. I probably see more of rental. I think the rental yeah. market would probably do really well with these. Uh, but I, I again, or people familiar with running a wave runner or Je- or sea do, you well, know, this would be an easy transition, right? Yeah, much easier. I mean, they, they certainly didn't design this hole to be able to do the spinning that you do with a normal I'm, wave runner. I'm talking right? about when you're docking the boat. You can see yeah. it where they're docking it. it. You know, some of these older jet boats it was hard to dock them this one looks mm-hmm. like it just kind of turns around nicely mm-hmm. so if you want to dock it it's not a big issue yeah it'll be um, it'll yeah. look cool i mean come on we can all agree on that and uh why not who knows we'll see what the market uh, bears when they put these things out there see who's taking a name at the pontoon boating market there you go more coming up on the world of boating you're listening to the world of boating radio network This is the World of Boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner, Barry the Boater. I think Mike has to split after this yeah. segment. Is that true? You got to go back to uh, rocking uh, on that uh, rocking chair and enjoying yeah. your vacation. You don't have time for us <laughs> losers, uh, I am assuming. Is that fair to say, Mike? Yeah. I'll Nailed be, it, I'll didn't be it? saying okay. adios at the end of the segment. Okay. Well, uh, enjoy the view and the rocking chair and the beer. It's probably good. You know, he's he's having a cocktail right now. Uh, if we let him on any longer, we'd end up having to hit the dump button. <laughs> is my yeah, guess. No, I'm, I'm under control. I'm are under you? Control are you? Well, for yeah. now, he is. For well, an hour from now, there's all bets are off. Right. But. Exactly. All right. Well, uh, keep an eye out for all the boating stuff going on. Uh, you know, going on in uh, Clearwater today. Maybe you have to yeah. get out there and, and uh, report back next week. Right. I will. Okay. I will. Yeah. Fair enough. And what else we got, Patrick? What are we doing? Uh, with with Mike out there, Mike, be sure to stay away from the boat ramps. Um, <laughs> or at least film it if you're going to be there no, for the no, rest no, of us. Because, because as crazy as things are in Florida, uh, Texas, out Florida, 
Texas. No, <laughs> out way. Florida. No, no, no. Uh, we're not out Florida. Oh, oh no, no, no. Because out in Torch Lake, uh, these these uh, man and woman were getting their uh, paddle boards uh, out from the water. This lady wanted to back her trailer in. There was a kerfuffle um, hmm. between them. What? A, a, a Don't spat. ask. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and uh, the lady who was trying to back down her trailer pulled out a small caliber handgun mm-hmm. and, of course, shot That's the a- other lady. Um, who is now in the hospital with life-threatening injuries, and the shooter could be looking at life in prison. Uh, well, you want to get that on video so you know who to put in jail. No, you know who's going in jail. The, the, the lady who fired the handgun. Well, yeah, but then you'd have evidence if, if Mike was <laughs> filming these incidents. You, you know, so. it's just... Uh, Look, when it comes to boat ramps, yeah, we, we joke, and there's a lot of videos out there, and there's some live streams and stuff like that. Just take a deep breath. Just, just it's going to be okay. You know, it, it, it's, I mean, it, it, whether, so whether you're waiting to get in the water or you're waiting to get your boat out of the water, deep breath. Well, you've got boat rage, you've got road rage, you've got all this stuff going on. People just calm down. Yeah. Rage. We need to They're just really- calm down when we're at the boat ramp and enjoy the boating lifestyle. That's what it's all about. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick, Mike the Mariner split. So Barry the Boater is going to hold down the uh, ballast for the rest of the uh, cruise through the latest boating news and information. And by the way, uh, I was correct. I, I thought I caught a TakeMeFishing.org plug on Holy Moly, Holy Moly the TV show uh, with Rob Riggle. Uh, it's a pretty funny show. Miniature golf craziness. And, and they've sponsored a fishing putt-putt hole on that show. Uh, TakeMeFishing.org. They're the ones who did that little ditty for us as well. So they're kind of, you know putting it out there. I mean, you, you know, you get too worked up at the at the boat ramp, just go fishing. That's oh, about yeah. as no, relaxing. Nobody, get, nobody nobody gets worked up when they're on the jetty, shoulder to shoulder, <laughs> trying to fish. Right, Barry? No, no, no. They're pretty good. I've, yeah. I've seen. I've never had a problem on the uh, on the fishing piers. You know, everyone pretty much helps each other out. Yeah, so or you go out on your that, boat and. You know, uh, up on up on this end, I remember the days back at Sebastian. Uh, yeah, well, one there was you had the infighting between the fisher folk, and mm-hmm. then you had the fights between the surfers like myself that were trying to 
surf first peak and the fishermen that were constantly throwing their lines. Oh uh, well. At hey, us. caught a surfer. Uh-huh. No, no. <laughs> do it doing doing it on purpose with their lead sinkers um trying to hit us. Yeah. Well, that's five points that, in the that, game. That's a new game, right? Yeah. See? In the fishing game. Yeah, that that, that 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 led to a, quite a few fights back in the uh uh, 80s. Well, yeah. that's why they don't allow scuba divers near the piers. You're supposed to stay, what, 50 feet, 100 feet away from them? Well, it just makes sense unless you want to be pulled up as no. uh, today's catch of the day. You know? No, I do not. So, hey, uh, so um, some positive boating news. Um, this who, who threw that remark out there? Which one? Yeah. Who, who said good? Good. Oh, I thought that was Greg. No. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> CNBC this week uh, had an article why the boating why the boating industry's boom, which we really don't prefer that you use um, adjectives like boom uh, when when we're talking about boating, but why the boating industry's boom could carry on for a long time. Really? Um, so uh, even before COVID nineteen uh, left a lot of Americans stuck at home. Boating was on a rise. We and we, again, we've talked about this over the years. The cyclical nature of uh, boating, boat sales. You know, it has its peaks, it has its valleys. It definitely has a cycle. Uh, this pandemic has completely disrupted um, that that cycle in a way that I have never seen. Um, I've in in my 35 years uh, in the business, just just haven't seen it. So uh, the article states that the boom has been fueled in part by innovations that make boats easier to use, which is true, but also takes away a certain skill set that I think that you need to have. Um, much like our cell phones, uh, for and not to date myself, but certainly. Uh, I can remember, and Greg, I'm sure you as well, and Barry, um, before cell phones. How many phone numbers did you have stored in your head? Uh, um, let's see. It was mine. It was, a, it was a. It was a. It had to be a veritable Rolodex. Um, you know, mom, dad, brothers, right. sisters, yeah. mm-hmm. work. Uh, you know, you would have that. Now, you're lucky if you remember your own phone number. Uh, because it's all stored in our smartphones, so it has it. It's made it easier, but it's also made us a little dumber in that. And that's that's one of my pet peeves with the innovations. Is it, I think it takes away a necessary skill set that you should have uh, when it comes to using a boat out on the water. However, um, so you've got uh, innovation uh, that's that's kind of pushing this along. New models that are continuing to hit uh, the marketplace um, and crazy man- demand. Well, hold on. Uh, so uh, working for a manufacturer, I can tell you that, you know, new models coming from the keel up are in the pipeline. There are several other manufacturers that are continuing to push brand new models with new technology. We, we've we talked about the oncoming, uh, the onset of generators going away and larger battery banks and moving towards, you know, a more, a, a more economical, environmentally friendly, uh, sustainable uh, boating experience. Um uh, and comfort is is supposed to be in there. So um, the the boat market bottomed out after the uh, the Great Recession. We all remember that. Uh, in 2010, there were just shy of 178,000 boats sold in the U.S. Um, in 2018, any idea how many units were sold? And this is based on the most recent information. So More. from. Uh, 
<laughs> more. So from 178,000 in 2010 to eight years later, uh, 286,000 units nice. uh, in 2018. Now, I, I am really interested to see the numbers uh, for this past year because, and for this, this upcoming model year because, again, for a lot of boat dealers, uh, a lot of boat manufacturers, uh, 2022 model year, the pipeline is full. Boat, there's, there's. If you ordered a boat, you're probably not getting a 2022 model. You might be, might be waiting for a 2023. Uh, it's just been that crazy uh, in it. So, so it should be at least the same or more. What do you think? I would think that it's going to be more. My mm-hmm. my only fear is with the huge number of boats that have entered uh, the market that have been bought. Uh, again, people that pent up in their, their homes for a year, kind of want to get out, want to be able to do something. This is a great way to do it. But then they find out that boating is work. You know, as easy as easy as manufacturers and uh, the the their vendors are making boating, you still have to take care of it. You know, you still have to service it. You still have to clean it. You know, you you still have to do these things. Otherwise, it gets away from you. And then a year from now, you're looking at this thing that's on a trailer in your driveway, or it's sitting in a dry stack, and you're hating it. And we don't want you to hate your boat. We want you to love your boat. No, oh, I think we they love it right now, boat. though, don't they? I mean, it's one of the few activities you can do uh, and that I think the boating industry has uh, capitalized on through COVID. I mean, that's one of the reasons why we're having this boom. <laughs> no, <laughs> a- absolutely. I mean, you had there are several things that I looked at that kind of drove that growth. You had um, – families that have uh the means to to maybe didn't have the means to buy a boat because they had their money tied up in other stuff say like sports camps um arts camps uh private school tuition that with the onset of covid when those things got canceled and you know things went online and so on and so forth now all of a sudden you've got you know there's five thousand seven thousand ten thousand dollars a month that you're 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 sitting on hey what can we do as a family um, together or let alone uh, yet, vacation just but, uh, but, vacations and yeah. travel has been canceled barry what say you no the, the question is is that if we're selling this many boats every year how many of them do you know if you know get decommissioned in other words the boat the older boats that have been out there so long they're just uh ground up and turned into sawdust because you what? can't keep <laughs> well no, but I mean, you know, seriously, if you sell 200, 300,000 boats a year, eventually either you fill up everyone, everyone in the country well, would have a boat or what happens to them? That would be nice. That would be a perfect world. It'd you know, be like utopia you, if every person on the planet had their own boat. Wouldn't it be nice? Depending on the manufacturer, Barry, you've got boats out there that uh, I can, again, I can speak from experience because I take phone calls where, you know, I've got a 1983, I've got a, you know, I came across this 1977, it's in great shape. You know, a lot of times it's boats that have been in the upper Midwest, um, you know, where, you know, you're looking at a 30-year-old boat that's really probably only got about 10 years on it due to the short boating season. It spent more of its life in storage, you know, due to the cold weather. Um, and it's a freshwater boat, and it's it's like that one that uh, um, Mike's friend found uh, 
um, and restored a bit. You know, that thing was didn't need a whole lot to bring it back to life. Um, yeah, so, I mean, they're out there, but they're few and far between, just like the new boat market. I mean, the used boat market is on fire as well. So demand is just crazy well, so that uh, means right now. That means that there are this many new boaters out there. It, the pool just keeps expanding. Well, it's not the same people buying and ch- no, churning no, boats. Not necessarily new boaters. Um, what you've got out of that number, certainly there's a percentage. Uh, but we'll touch more on that uh, after the break. You're listening to the World of Boating Radio Network. Do you have a message or product you need to share with the boating world? Well, look no further than the World of Boating Radio Show. Just like you, thousands of boating enthusiasts are hearing this message. And we could be talking about you and your product or service as early as next Saturday. Remember, a terrible thing happens when you don't advertise. Nothing. Go to worldofboating.com, send us an email, and let's get to work to make your marketing message matter. Traffic sucks, unless you're scuba diving with Mike Scott. Mike glanced down at his dive computer. It showed less than 50 PSI left in his tank. Probably just a few more breaths. Or riding shotgun in a thrilling car chase. One bullet hit the Jeep's windshield, spider webbing the passenger side. Mike shifted into second gear and felt the Jeep leap forward. This just got serious. Escape your commute with audiobooks from author Eric Douglas. Download to your phone. Go to booksbyeric.com or audible.com. Hosting a radio show about scuba diving and boating is one of the best gigs on the planet. It's actually part of my job to check out and report on cool new products I personally use to enhance my diving and boating adventures. However, I do believe in sharing the joy, and this is why we've added Nanook protective hard cases to our list of products you can now purchase on the merchandise page at scubaradio.com. Nanook cases are designed to protect the most sensitive equipment in the harshest environments. Underwater photographers, listen up. From their high-impact NK seven resin to their exclusive power claw latches nanook has raised the bar for those of you that demand the best protection for your gear plus nanook protective cases cost less than similar products currently on the market the company has been around for over 15 years but it's new to the u.s so we've made a small number of nano cases available exclusively for you at a special introductory price on the merchandise page at scuba radio.com go there now and check out nanook the evolution of protection successfully navigated the sea of commerce and now are clear to cruise with the world of boating i do like the one the radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle the sun the sea air good friends brought to you by worldofboating.com your internet portal for the boating enthusiast oh look at this so much fun you'll ship your pants you'll ship your pants bro <laughs> Singing and dancing, singing and dancing, singing and dancing, singing and dancing. When that great, great ship, ship comes, ship comes in. This is the world of boating. Greg, your first mate, Captain Patrick Barry Zebooter, rounding out the crew as we navigate the latest boating news and information. 
So uh, you had another thought that you wanted to share on the uh, state of the boating industry and where it's going there, Patrick, or did we cover that base enough? I, I had many thoughts, Greg. Yeah. Um, and actually, I, I wanted to uh, something that you had brought up, which was actually quite interesting that I was thinking about um, during the break. Uh, you, you've got these older model boats out there, certainly. And when we go back in the manufacturing process, say, 30 or 35 years ago, back when I started, the the way boats are built, um, you know, manufacturers, you, just like with a car, you want to build it to where, you know, it lasts a very long time. You, you don't want it falling apart because then you're not in the business very long. So you've got product out there that um, gets moved down the ownership line, if you will, could be on its second, third, fourth, fifth owner. Uh, really, the lifeblood becomes the engine package and the health of that that engine and that outdrive and the transom assembly. Talking about, of course, uh, the stern drive models, outboards, uh, pretty much the same thing, that the health of the engine uh, dictates a lot as far as, you know, getting into some of these boats. And I get uh, calls where, you know, I found this 20 year old boat and it's only got a hundred hours on it, you know, and it's like, well, that's, that's not always a good thing. Um, you know, and then you get the call where, you know, I've got, found this five-year-old boat and it's got, you know, 800 hours on it and I'm really worried about it. Well, that's not necessarily a bad thing either. It's all really how the boat was maintained, how the, uh, service was done to the engine the outdrive right, uh, right all the proper maintenance things like that but you've got boats out there that were manufactured to last and those boats are out there and i think something that the boat manufacturers associations uh here in the united states should be thinking about is a campaign if you will for these older boats to as they kind of move down the ownership line to kind of tout the uh, the the longevity fun, the longevity yeah, uh, uh, yeah. of these boats and they're out there because these are all potential new boat buyers you just have to get them into a boat and afford you know finding something that's affordable again i found this 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 older boat and it's you know ten thousand dollars and it's within my family's budget and they have a good you know three five six years and then they're like man we enjoyed this so much with this particular brand, we're going to upgrade, and maybe it's not even buying a new one, but it's buying a newer boat, which, again, enables somebody who has sold that boat to buy a new boat. It all kind of feeds down. I don't want to use trickle-down, but in effect, it kind of is, and I don't think the manufacturing industry does enough to bring that aspect to boaters that, you know, there are great quality pre-owned boats out there that you know you it doesn't have to be you know five years old ten years old there's ones that there's boats out there that are 20 25 30 years old that are gold mines and and Volvo used to have a car campaign like that you would find the they would have the owners on their advertisement you know 250,000 miles 300,000 miles 500,000 miles how long that those cars would last they don't do that with boats yeah because I you know this the stigma is the older the boat you know, I'm going to buy somebody else's problems, things like that. And I think as boats age, again, going back in recent manufacturing history, as these boats age, I don't think you're going to find that to be the case as long as it was maintained. Right. You know, as a boat 
should be. Uh, certainly you're going to find those ones that, you know, that uh, for whatever reason, the person went to the boat show or the dealership, they fell in love with it. And that's what I never, I can never, ever wrap my head around. You saw it. You fell in love with it. You decided to make this this purchase that costs a lot, a lot of money. And then after a year or two years, you just lost interest. You stopped putting money into it and you just let it fall to pieces. And now you hate that boat and you hate the manufacturer and you hate you know, the dealership. But it's really you. Because you're not doing what you should do with that product, which is use it and maintain it. So I think you're going to find that uh, there are more than enough potential boaters out there. Uh, to well, take there on. obviously is. We can, they can't keep the stock up, new boats or used boats right now. Well, I mean, to take with the the point being, you know, these used boats, and is there a market for those? You know, how many? You know, can can it possibly try? It can keep going and going and going. Um, because you've got people that, again, for whatever reason, might have thought it was financially not something they could do, but then they come across this 25-year-old boat that's been very well-maintained, and maybe they got to put a couple thousand dollars into it to get the engine and to drive up to snuff or something like that, and they're good to go. And, again, it just kind of feeds it, and that was the point, was the manufacturing industry hasn't seized on that yet, to kind of promote that part of boating, they're 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 focused on, of course, selling new boats uh, because that's what drives them. But to that end, getting their their boats that are already out there that somebody may be looking to sell and move down the line, promoting that as well. That you know, yeah, this is to Barry's point with Volvo with Volvo. You know, here's hey, we're the third owner of this boat, and it's got, you know, 2,000 hours on it, and, you know, we love it, you know, and things like that. So It was a bargain. Uh, I got a bargain on it. That makes you so, feel even better about the purchase. So you get, you got to just dig. You know, the, the used boating market is uh, on fire as well as the new boating market. We'll see how long it lasts. But I don't know. We could be in the golden days of the boating industry right now. It's kind of hard to say and where it's going to end. So... We'll wrap it up with that for this week. Till next time, remember, whether it's sail or motor, life is better as a motor. Save boating, everyone. World of Boating is brought to you by worldofboating.com, your internet portal for the boating enthusiast. Any of this getting through to you, son? World of Boating is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. Computer standing by. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at (gasps) worldofboating.com. Computers can do that? So tell a friend and come aboard every week for the World of Boating. This is so great. I can't wait. I'm getting goosebumps. Feel me. Feel me. The radio show devoted exclusively to the boating lifestyle. TTFN, ta-ta for now. The opinions you just heard on the world of boating are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management, or advertisers. What are you being such a weenie for? While on the water, your safety and the safety of many others depends on you. So boat smart and operate your vessel only after receiving the proper training and instruction for your area. There is a fine line between genius and madness. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at worldofboating.com.